Hi, friend, and welcome to the Brand Strategy Podcast, a show created to equip you with the inspiration, encouragement, and clarity you need to build the brand of your dreams. I'm your host, Bonnie Bakhtiari, brand designer, strategist, and founder of The Illum Retreat. From sustainable strategy to heartfelt encouragement, each episode is designed to equip you with the tools you need to chase after your dreams. Because you deserve a brand that empowers you to do what you love, connects with your dream clients, and offers a deep sense of fulfillment along the way. So grab a cup of coffee and join me on this journey, won't you? Friends, welcome back to the Brand Strategy Podcast, where today we are talking about how to become a successful, profitable web development genius with Emma Kate. I'm so excited about this conversation because if you are like me, a fellow designer, and web development is not necessarily something that you would consider to be one of your go-to strengths or gifts, or if you have a decent level of familiarity with web development, but you're wanting to learn how to become truly a web development genius, then today's guest is someone who you are going to love learning from. Emma is the go-to WordPress educator and the incredible person who serves goal-getting designers like you and me who are ready to evolve into successful web developers. She helps us unwrap the mysteries, the methods, and the magic of web design so that we can build beautiful and truly brilliant WordPress websites. So Emma, thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited to get to chat with you today. Thank you so much, Bonnie. I'm really happy to be here. Well, if you're up for it, I would love it if you could tell us a little bit more about you, the incredible work that you do, and anything that you'd like to share about how you got started even. Uh, Yeah. Well, hi, everyone. I'm Emma Kate. Uh, Firstly, if you can't tell already, I'm Aussie. I live uh, (laughs) just south of the beautiful Gold Coast in Australia. And I'm sitting here in my home office with my two puppies right now, um, which is where I run my web design business and my mentoring business from. So essentially, I am a graphic designer turned web designer, and I now both design and build WordPress websites for my clients. And I came to this after years of witnessing my beautiful designs get butchered by some pretty heavy-handed web developers out there, (laughs) uh, which I think is a common occurrence for a lot of designers. It's pretty devastating when we see all our beautiful creative designs get sort of turned into something that we we weren't really picturing when they become mm-hmm. live on the web. So when after this happened uh, quite for quite a number of years, I decided to take on the WordPress world myself. And I was actually pleasantly surprised by some of the awesome designer-friendly tools that made it way easier than when I had tried in the past. So I then started becoming this kind of go-to developer for other designers who needed their designs built into a website. And I was like, you guys don't need me. Like, why are you get, like, getting me to do this? You can totally do this yourself. And that's where the idea for my first e-course, Be the Boss of WordPress, came from. So I now teach designers how to build beautiful and professional WordPress websites easily and without all that sort of web dev jargon and coding and mansplaining that tends to be rife in our industry. That's so amazing because that's definitely, and this is something that we can get into a little bit later, but that's definitely such a common complaint that I hear from designers and my community where they feel like, WordPress is great and there's so much functionality and really the sky's the limit, but 
if you aren't confident in your coding or you are looking for a little bit easier website builder, uh, is WordPress really the best option? So I love that you said that you were pleasantly surprised when you got into it, that uh, there are so many great tools that you could utilize and that have really been such an asset to you and the designers you teach. Absolutely. Yeah. So when I first sort of looked at WordPress, oh, probably like a decade ago, it was it was just way too hard. Like I learned a bit of HTML and CSS at uni, just a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, and I could build some basic websites with that. But when I looked at WordPress, like, you know, a decade ago, I was like, no, I can't do this. Like, this is too hard. Like, I, I have no idea what's going on. And so I just didn't really look at it for years and years. Uh, and I would just give the web designs to a developer and they would build them. So then when I came back years later and I was like, oh, there's like these page builders out there and I don't really have to know PHP at all. I don't have to touch code. They just sort of, it's like using a design program to build websites mm-hmm. and not just really basic Wix or Weebly websites, like WordPress websites that are really powerful. Um, so that, you know, there's lots of tools out there that help, but I think the main one or definitely the main one that helps is a page builder, like Divi and Elementor and these page builders that people are probably hearing a lot more about these days. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, I I know that as an educator for designers in your courses, you are, and also through your mentoring, you are teaching designers how to go from being broke and being stuck in their businesses to really stepping into a season of incredible success and like incredible profit. And you're doing that through WordPress development. So how do you see that transition for your students, even in your own business? How do you see that transition going from, you know, kind of the struggle before we start implementing WordPress development to leveraging WordPress development to be such an incredible value add and incredible service? It's definitely, it's something that I've seen in my business and also with all the designers that I teach, like showing their, seeing their confidence grow and also like their service offering grow and not having to say goodbye to a lot of clients. I think, I know for myself and a lot of my students, clients will come to them and they'll want a branding package or they want, you know, some kind of design, you know, a new logo and branding and stuff. And then they're like, oh, can you build me a website? And previously we're like oh no we can't do that I'll find Mm -hmm. someone else for you so being able to sort of offer that as a service as well really helped my business and also really has helped so many of my students businesses pretty much just double their service offering overnight when you know how to be able to do this because you've already got the clients there asking for it Um, so being able to sort of add that to your service and also the recurring revenue that comes with websites too is pretty cool so uh, it's see the the transition of uh, all these students being able to to really just build this yeah build their service offering and be able to offer more and be able to stay in this like freelance uh, design world that we love. Mm, Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that, like you said too, just the feeling of knowing that you know how to translate this beautiful brand that you've designed into this gorgeous website without watching the design that you created be, you know, just not, it's just not done justice by someone else who, you know, doesn't know the brand in the way that you do. That's such a good feeling. And I feel like 
you're so right. That helps you offer such an incredible extended level of service to your clients. So you're not working on just these, you know, individual design projects and then wrapping things up, offboarding the client, and then going and generating a new lead and a new client. You're able to work with your clients for longer at a higher level of service. Yeah, absolutely. So you get to hold on to these clients help them out obviously with a website, but also like the ongoing, you know, upkeep of the website or making Mm. updates to the website in the future. So you get to have a longer term relationship with clients. If that's what you want, there are a lot of, I know there are a lot of designers that like the idea of just, you know, having a client and then it's wrapped up and then they don't have to sort of have to go there again. And I totally Mm -hmm. get that. It depends if it suits you as a person and for your business. But I know for me personally, having those long-term relationships with clients and having that recurring revenue every month or every few months when they want some updates or help with a blog post or, you know, whatever it might be, it really has helped my business just go with the ebb and flow and, you know, the the cash flow blues that we can have as freelancers when we don't know mm-hmm. where our next paycheck's coming from, having that sort of recurring revenue from ongoing maintenance and things like that when it comes to websites has really helped. Oh, that's, that's a game changer. And especially if you are the kind of person who you enjoy building those long-term relationships with your clients and just continuing to work with them and really getting to see their businesses grow too, that can be really fun and really fulfilling. But for the designers that you work with, obviously it's the goal to get them to that point where they're experiencing that consistent monthly revenue and they're working with their clients and they're serving them at that high level. But when they're just getting started, what kinds of mistakes, if any, do you see designers making when they start to, you know, kind of dip their toes into the world of WordPress? Well, there are a lot that I have made myself uh, and Mm -hmm. I have seen other designers make uh, and they can be really costly, not just uh, financially necessarily, but just time and energy. And the biggest ones I see all the time, firstly, is choosing the wrong type of WordPress, which it's, it's really frustrating, but there are two different kinds of WordPress and it can be really hard to know, okay, which one is the sort of professional one that I really should be building my website on. So there is WordPress.com, which is very similar to kind of like Wix and Weebly and Squarespace, where you just sign up on their website and you can build your website for free and then you can sort of upgrade for like premium add-ons and domains and things like that. That's not the type of WordPress that professionals build WordPress websites on. When you hear of these sort of big brands and uh, people, you know, designers, web developers like me building WordPress websites, we don't use that type of WordPress. However, I will say I did make that mistake when I first started out. So the type of WordPress that you do want to use is what we call self-hosted WordPress or WordPress.org, which Mm. essentially what you need to do there is buy a hosting package with, uh, you know, a hosting company like SiteGround or WP Engine or there's, you know, heaps of hosting companies out there and they support WordPress. And then you install like the WordPress software for your website. So they're the two different kinds of WordPress. And so that's a huge mistake I see a lot of designers make. Another one is a big one, which I think now that I pointed out, a lot of people might notice this when you go on some websites is people not optimizing their images for the web. Mm. So as, as designers, we um, when we learn print design, for instance, we learn 
everything should be like 300 dpi and so it's high you know it's high res and when it prints it's not blurry or pixelated or anything like that whereas on the web on screens we only need images to be sort of up to about 150 dpi or ppi so it's like half the amount they Mm. need to be and so we tend to, we'll get the images from stock photo websites or we'll get them from the client, from a photographer, and we'll just upload them straight to the website. And then the website takes forever to load, mm-hmm. especially if you're in Australia with very terrible internet. <laughs> Unlike America, it probably loads a lot quicker, but in Australia, it's just like, you know, takes ages. So having, and in doing that, uploading, you know, two or three five meg images to a web page just means it takes so long to load when that image rather than being five meg only needs to be like 300 kilobytes or something like that so Mm -hmm. that's a huge one I see and it's a really it's really simple once you know what to do when you know you just have to open them up in you know photoshop or any kind of image editor and just like crop and scale them and then upload them you're going to save so much time uploading and also so much time for the website loading and also it's good for SEO and stuff because and your user experience as well because people are just going to be bouncing from your website if they land on a page and it takes 10 seconds to load they're going to just be like no I'm not waiting for this and leave so that's a big one and another one that I had is also just not cashing in on the power of quality page builders so just picking any random theme that looks nice and going I'm just going to use that rather than using something like Divi or Elementor which allows you to pretty much do anything that you think you can design in your design program of choice whatever that might be you can pretty much do that with these tools so using one of those really just opens you up to be able to create anything you want and have that freedom and not really be restricted by what your limited theme can do. They're the big three mistakes and I made all of them myself. So there's zero judgment here. (laughs) I can totally relate to that. And I think that it's so great being able to um, look back on our own journeys as entrepreneurs and see, oh, okay, I definitely made those mistakes. But now as a coach or a mentor or an educator, you have the opportunity to teach people how to bypass those mistakes, how to skip over them, and then, you know, really pursue what success looks like to them faster and hopefully with more ease. And hopefully it's a little bit more fun too. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And less coffee and stress and wine and all of that. (laughs) Yes. All of, all of the beverages to get you through those late nights spent like Googling and watching all the YouTube videos and trying to figure out what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I know that uh, personally, I see so many designers who actually are a little bit averse to WordPress just because they they perceive it as being really code heavy or they think it's really challenging to learn or they feel like when they hand over the site to the client in the end, the client's going to have a really hard time making updates on their own. But I know that you actually teach a very different approach to WordPress development where I feel like you take this approach where it's you don't need to know coding, you don't need to make it like intimidating or overwhelming. So how do you make WordPress a little more approachable for people? Yeah, absolutely. Well, firstly, I totally get when people say that because it it is, it's not like a straightforward, like just open up a Squarespace website and you're good to go kind of thing. There is a bit of a learning curve in order to get all the sort of steps in the right order. But once you know those first few steps, it takes you, you know, 
20 minutes at the beginning of any job to go through those first few steps and then you're there and then you can just start building your website like you would if you were using something like Squarespace or Wix. So yeah, I think the the first thing is to sort of know those steps of like how to buy hosting and how to install WordPress and how to install your theme or your page builder, things like that. And once that's all there, then you can just start whipping it up, whipping up your website, recreating your design that you've designed in, you know, Illustrator or XD or wherever you've designed your website and putting it together. And then on the sort of back end of that is handing it over to clients and that idea that how's my client ever going to be able to edit a WordPress website when I don't even know how to build one? Uh, so, and and that's that's why Wix and Squarespace and those kind of builders can look a lot more appealing because you think, well, it's going to be a lot easier for my client to then take over the website at the end. That's why I really, really, really love these tools. And uh, if, you know, you've heard me already bang on about them and if you follow me, like uh, anyone comes and, joins my Facebook group or anything like that, you'll hear me bang on about page builders like Divi and Elementor all the time because that's essentially the whole reason I do WordPress web development now is because of these amazing tools. It makes it so much easier for me as a designer to build the website and then it makes it really easy for me to hand the website over to a client and be like, there you go, you can do all this stuff yourself now. Here's a little bit of training on where all these things are and what all the you know stuff means and then they're good to go. So it does make it uh, so much easier for clients these days but you do obviously need to sort of share some videos with them whether you record them yourself or Divi and Elemental have so many training videos that you can just send your client as well so you don't need to record them yourself which mm. is pretty awesome uh, and they can just take it over like they would any other website. On top of that too you can also sort of lock different sections and things so if there's something you're like oh the client might stuff that up or then you know they probably don't need to edit that all the time they just need access to this stuff then you can you can lock the stuff that they don't need to change and just leave it open leave open the stuff that they will need to update so it's like less overwhelming for them and less likelihood of them stuffing up the website I love that that's a feature because that's such a real concern. I know for so many designers, when they're handing over a site to a client, you know, they're they're just like hoping that someone doesn't accidentally, when they're trying to swap out a headshot, like, you know, delete an entire page or something like that. And not, <laughs> yeah. that, not that our clients, you know, like intend to do that. But if we're honest, what we do as designers, we know the programs that we're in. We know the steps that we take. We know all of the things that are a part of the work that we do. Just like if, you know, when I think about some of my own clients, my own uh, one-on-one design clients, they're photographers or wedding planners. And I would not know where to even begin in setting up for, uh, you know, photographing a wedding day or something like that. I wouldn't even know how to like get the settings on the camera. Right. So it's, it's just the same kind of thing of like, when we think about keeping our clients in their zones of genius and eliminating all of those, you know, really tech heavy things or eliminating those, those sections of a page or sections of the site that could impact the overall functionality and just allow them to focus on making only the updates that they really would need to make. It, I think it serves everyone, you and your clients better in the long run, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, 
it's better for the, the client because it is less overwhelming. It can be a really daunting task when they're having to learn this new skill of updating their website and what all this stuff means. So being able to be like, here are the few things that you, you've you told me that you want to be able to update sort of on a, a regular basis. So here they are. This is what you do. If you ever need access to anything else, you just let me know. I'll open it up. I'll record a video showing you how to do it. And then it's all good. It saves that overwhelm because I think that's, that is one of the things I think when you first go into a WordPress website, there are just a bajillion different options and you're like, mm-hmm. what is all this stuff? And so if we get that feeling, our clients are hundred percent getting that feeling because mm-hmm. they're generally less tech savvy than us because we're designers we're in design programs all the time we sort of we're used to all these options and working on a computer and all that tech stuff Uh, so if it's overwhelming for us it's definitely overwhelming for our sort of brick and mortar business client or someone who's you know not on computers all the time Right, right. And something that you said earlier about how you really have your own business has grown so much since adding in web development as a service. You mentioned this concept of monthly recurring revenue. And with making updates to client sites or offering those types of retainer packages, that's that's an incredible way to continue serving your past clients in a way that as a designer, you're serving them, you're delivering a a service that really does help them and takes those website updates off their plate, but you're also securing consistent income for yourself too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a great thing to be able to pretty much put together a package that really suits you and your skill set and what you really want to offer clients. So I've seen people, other designers, uh, and throughout my career offer, you know, different types of packages, whether it's just a package like that, that's just a, a small basic package, or it could be anything up to offering, you know, if you offer copywriting as well, or if you get into a bit of SEO and maybe you want to be uh, doing some more SEO strategy and implementation on their website as well. Or maybe it's offering a few hours of content updates a month. So, you know, adding the blog posts for them and, and doing things like that, putting together their, their blog post images so they can share on social media. There's so many different things you can add to your packages to sort of make it uh, that sort of suits you and what you want to be offering, but also suits your clients and what kind of things they're going to be wanting on, in their business on a regular basis. So on top of that, uh, there's also hosting as well. And that's something that I didn't get into for quite a few years of uh building websites for clients I was just referring them to a hosting company and they would sort out their own hosting and I didn't earn any money from it and then I was and but the clients were still coming to me when there were issues because I was kind of like their web girl and mm-hmm. there's something's going on with their website Emma can help I'll just you know get in touch with Emma yeah and then it was me chasing up the hosting company sorting it out anyway and in the meantime I'm not getting any money for hosting so I was like well mm. I should just do this myself and I will admit it wasn't my idea it was a fellow web designer she was like I'm offering hosting through SiteGround you should do it it's really easy so I was like oh okay I'll, I'll give that a go and that's been really great too because now I can I get this recurring revenue it's only a little bit every year but it's just once you have sort of 20 clients on a hosting plan that's a few grand a year that you're earning just for you know hosting their website and being their go-to if something goes wrong but obviously using a really good quality web host like SiteGround or WP Engine or someone like that nothing ever goes wrong so you're like it's it's all good and it's just you have 
this recurring revenue and you also had sort of that ability to just be touching base with your clients, staying top of mind. And so if they do have a need to come up a design or a new web project or something like that in the future, obviously they're going to think of you because you're in touch with them on a sort of ongoing basis. That is so smart. I love that that is something that you've gotten into. And it's so great when, you know, we see other people having ideas like that, sharing ideas. It's so great that that was uh, something that came about from a conversation with a fellow designer. And I think that personally, I get excited about that because I, as a, a coach for designers, teach my students how to grow their businesses in a way that doesn't require that they constantly be trading their time for money. And I think that just that idea of that's a way that you can be generating a couple grand a year, you know, that's that's a number. That's not nothing. And that's exciting to think that it's such a simple way to serve your clients, uh, a, a really relatively simple, very, very low investment of time, but yet it's keeping you top of mind. It's keeping that relationship warm and it is generating that consistent revenue for you. So I, I love that idea. Thanks for sharing that. Oh, no worries. No, I'm, I was very happy when I sort of got that, got mentioned to me and I sort of stumbled into that myself and it's been, it's been great for my business. But the biggest tip there is don't do that with just any old hosting company. If mm-hmm. you do that with you know, some of the ones out there that I won't name names, but they have bad reputations, they're cheap (laughs) and nasty hosting companies, then it's going to be a nightmare for you and you're going to hate it. So you definitely got to pick a a good hosting company if you want to do that. Mm Do your homework. (laughs) Yep, definitely. (laughs) Well, Emma, I always ask one question at the end of every conversation here on the podcast, and it all comes back to this idea of sharing encouragement to those who are tuning in today. So for those who are listening, who are designers and they're getting really excited about, you know, all the possibilities that you've been sharing and all the ways that they're starting to see how web development can help them grow their businesses, what kind of encouragement would you want to share to them as they get started on that journey? journey? Well, I'll say that you absolutely can do it. Like a hundred percent can do it. And I totally, totally get that it's daunting and the YouTube rabbit hole is real. And there is just so much advice out there and it can get really overwhelming. I think just knowing that there, there is a clear process there is a clear sort of step-by-step and it's really easy. And once you know how all those little bits and pieces fall into place, you'll just be a wizard at it. And knowing too that you're a designer already, you have this epic skill set over most web developers out there. You can design as well. So that's that's just huge. It just sets you apart. It makes you a real asset to your clients and it means that you can charge significantly more for websites as well because you, you're doing both. So If it's something that is like, it gets you excited and you're like, yeah, I want to get into web. That sounds really cool. Just know you can totally, totally, totally do it. I've seen heaps and heaps of designers. I think I've had over 80 designers do my Be The Boss course and see them go from having no idea where to even start with WordPress to building a beautiful website for their business or even for a client, some of them, or for a husband or whoever, seeing them sort of transform and go, ah, this is like actually not that hard and look what I've put together. Like you can totally do it. So I just, I can't share enough encouragement because I know how much it's transformed my business and I've seen it happen to so many other people. You just need to know the steps and the steps aren't actually that 
daunting and scary once you once you see what they are. That is such incredible encouragement and such a good reminder for all of us just to create that clarity for ourselves by looking at the steps and building that level of awareness learning that information and then taking action. So I so appreciate you sharing that. And I know that those who are tuning in today are going to want to learn how they can follow along with you, stay up to date with the incredible stuff you're doing and potentially learn from you in more depth about uh, WordPress and the incredible education that you offer in that way. So where can people find you? Yeah, well, they can find me at emmakate.co. Uh, I also have a roadmap on my website. It's just emmakate.co forward slash roadmap. And that is the nine steps that I've been talking about. And there's links to all these page builders I talk about. I talk about the different types of WordPress and how you have to choose a good quality web host and the web hosts that are like I recommend. So it's sort of all in there, this free roadmap that you can download. So feel free to go there and you can see all the steps and go, oh, that's actually not that overwhelming. Emma wasn't lying to me. It looks pretty easy now. So <laughs> you can go there and grab that. And also I have a free Facebook group. Uh, just search for Designers Learning Web Dev on Facebook. And I run Uh, regular Facebook lives and free trainings and things like that in the group. That is awesome. Thanks so much for sharing those links with us. And of course, to those who are tuning in, as always, I'm going to have all of Emma's links in the show notes for today's episode. So if you go to brandstrategypodcast.com and click on the latest episode link, you'll be able to see a recap of everything we covered in today's conversation and get your hands on that amazing free roadmap that she's put together. So Emma, thank you so, so much for coming on the show, for helping WordPress and web development feel a little less intimidating and for showing us how it's possible to use this as an amazing value add to grow successful and profitable businesses. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast to be on here and I've been listening to your podcast over the last couple of months and so it's exciting to to be a guest on here after listening to so many awesome people on your show. And yourself, of course. Oh, I'm so honored by that. I mean, I feel so uh, grateful to get to chat with incredible entrepreneurs like you and getting to hear your stories and getting to hear your areas of expertise and being able to share them with those listening. It is just the best. And so I really appreciate you uh, coming on the show. And uh, friends who are tuning in, as always, I'm grateful for you. I appreciate you taking the time to listen and your support for the Brand Strategy Podcast means so much. So if you learned something from today's conversation or you know of an industry friend who needs to hear everything that Emma has to share about WordPress and web development, please, please, please be sure to share this episode with them so that we can hopefully together join forces and continue to make WordPress and web development feel much more attainable for uh, the rest of us as designers. So as always, I am cheering y'all on from Waco. Thank you so much for joining me today, friend. Before you go, I would be so grateful to receive your feedback on the Brand Strategy Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or the podcast in general has helped you grow your brand, I'd really appreciate it if you left us a review in iTunes. Your positive reviews enable the Brand Strategy Podcast to continue to grow and reach like-minded creatives just like you. Plus, 
I'll be randomly selecting a handful of lucky reviewers each month to receive a little thank you surprise for me in the mail. Thank you for all your support and encouragement as together we pursue building brands with purpose and intention. Until next time, I'm cheering you on from Waco.